Well, good evening and welcome to another Wednesday edition of New Mexico Rising. Let's get started. Thad, where are you at? This is going well. This is very well. This is Wednesday, guys. This is Casual Wednesday. Welcome (laughs) back to another Wednesday edition of New Mexico Rising. Yes, uh, how are things? I think we have a couple of uh, stories that we're going to definitely get into. But tonight, our guest is Jason Valancourt. He is a guy who at least I came up with, who brought me into liberty, libertarianism, liberty activism, and the not. He's now just a kind of a normal, everyday dude. He has essentially continued some of his activism. He's also run for local office. He's a great father, awesome husband, and a bit of a pool shark. And we'll holler with Jason about some of the events of the day, figure out what he's been up to, but definitely get into a lot of the events of today. So, Sean, you broke something big. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I spoke with a nurse at San Juan Regional in Farmington, New Mexico. Uh, the story ended up getting picked up by Stu Peters. Uh, I haven't even checked today to see how many times it's been viewed. Uh, I had reached out to Jeff Bourgeois, the the CEO of San Juan Regional, have yet to hear anything from him, have yet to hear anything from the mayor of Farmington in regards to that story. But, I mean, there there was a lot of just, it's things that we've heard before. Right. And I guess it was a little bit disturbing to kind of hear that on a local level as well. Yeah, no, let's let's. Let me read as best I can, yeah. like at least the opening paragraph, because it's 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 stunning, but it also kind of proves that this is getting ridiculous and this is getting kind of deadly and this is going to have unintended consequences. So as the ongoing pandemic has ravaged all aspects of American life, nurses and other healthcare professionals have been praised by nearly everyone for their dedication to providing care in the face of uncertain risk. But vaccination mandates are now causing some frontline workers to question whether or not their lives have any worth at all. Yeah. And this this was a this is really hard hitting in the sense that you know you talk to a lot of these these frontline workers mm-hmm. or at least some. Actually, others have reached out to you behind the scenes, um, you know, and other aspects. Um, I guess of I guess either they work for San Juan's sure. uh, regional uh, medical. Yeah, contractors. Yeah, contractors and other people. You know, that are just kind of the, uh, the, the really the people that make the hospital work and go. And you know, without getting into too much specifics, I've had conversations that suggest they're going to see entire departments shut down as a result of this. I mean, it's you can talk about the vaccination rate amongst doctors, and that's you know very high. Uh, when you get into nurses, it's a lot closer to half and half. And then when you get into maintenance workers, the people that clean the place, you know, mechanics, a lot of them are not intending on getting this shot. And yeah, that kind of just dovetail, dovetails into the conversation, general conversation we'll have tonight about really what I like to call and what other people have coined the great resignation. And this is just one more basically nail in the coffin of the American, like, worker the work ethic the people who you know make the country work who were the frontline workers who were the essential workers so to speak i mean it's even to the point where i've had people in my family who basically just handed in their resignation these people have are willing to get the vaccination or have gotten the vaccination and basically said because it now has become required to produce documentation that you have 
a lot of like a lot of them are just like to heck with this i don't i don't need to do this so, yeah i mean that's that's the general idea i mean i'm in denver right now uh, and we're seeing the same thing here obviously you know in a lot of the essential trades and let's go ahead and get jason on here i know he's got opinions on this entire thing uh oh where'd jason go oh no oh he was just there i wonder i wonder if his jason, uh, where are you is as bad as mine yeah well, I, can, I mean I can, we can roll right ahead we can roll right ahead. We'll get him back, man, in the background here. He's having a little bit of technical difficulty. But so, yeah, so, you know, we were going to basically go through a lot of this story. But I think what a lot of people are more worried about is the fact that, like, will Her Majesty put us back into some form of lockdown? Um, there are businesses that are worried uh, that we could go back to this again. Ah, Jason. There he is. All right, he's back. All right. All right. Let's do a sound check there, Jason. How you doing? Sorry, guys. Having a little... Oh, that's it's just another day in the life. That's all right. Difficulty. Yeah. It's Wednesday. That's it's all Wednesday. right. You it's know, Wednesday, we gotta, guys. We got to get over the... You guys talking about? <laughs> well, you know, businesses in general, um, we were talking about with the hospital, how you have a lot of the people who make it go and they're the ones that don't want to take the vaccine. You know, you, they talk, you know, the nurses and the doctors get all the uh, fanfare, but I think the understated is, you know, the, the maintenance workers, the mechanics, um, and I mean, even bookkeepers, apparently. Well, I wonder. I wonder if that's good old CenturyLink. I don't know. Is he on a, are you on a cellular connection? Because it's CenturyLink, and then there's also like the terrible cell service that exists throughout pockets of the city. Um, I know I had to deal with some T-Mobile today. I was still able to get into a telecon, but it was painful. So, yeah. Well, well, well roll right. I mean, if we talk about the governor, it was interesting enough. I had a conversation with Shane Ferrari. Uh, he did finally uh respond to me when i was seeking comment yeah. on the situation at san juan regional and we kind of had a wide-ranging conversation uh one of the things that he did point out is is that a lot of people like to go around and say that uh, governor grisham is stupid um and he pushed back against that uh very hard the reality is is that she was the health secretary in the richardson administration she knows this law inside and out and she knows how to apply it and she knows how to wield it yeah. So no, and it and this was kind of the one thing we had had uh, conversations with kind of other people who've been talking about this through most of this pandemic is the we didn't notice in the late '90s and early 2000s the sheer power that was handed to governors of states, handed away from legislatures and to the governor and their his or her bureaucracy mm -hmm. to put the screws to workers to put the screws tangentially to other types of industries right so because it yeah like it you can work for the state and be required to do so but then the state actually employs a lot of contractors the state also also drives health department policy yeah. uh, uh labor policy um benefits policy and the screws are going to be applied i think my biggest fear is like I said, this 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 kind of great resignation, right? Where mm -hmm. you generally do have people who let's let's count up 
the ways that we are sabotaging our labor markets and our economy's ability to get back on its knees. First and foremost, this mandate, which is top of news, top of mind right now. It's yeah. sort of sort of asinine, for lack of a better word. Then you also have the fact that, like, you, you know, now this is going to be required or at least forced on private industry to enforce this. You then have mass mandates. You then have them trying to enforce not only mass mandates, but soon passport, these COVID passport mandates. You have unemployment, which even when the federal top up runs out, are still very generous. You also had an entire year of people who basically are more means saving their money and finding their passions or saving their money and realizing they don't have to spend a lot of money. So a lot of people aren't spending a lot of money, which mm -hmm. means they're not going out. You then trickle that down to these stupid policies of even working for a company, having the having a mask on mm -hmm. or dealing with these COVID policies when it comes to dealing with, you know, interacting with people, uh, shutdowns every time someone tests positive because, you know, even if that person is vaccinated because the breakthrough vaccinations are coming up more than, you know, than we had expected. Oh, much it, more. It's interesting to note that uh, it was found the CDC is underreporting deaths. Um, any any death that occurs within 14 days of taking the first shot, um, they're not reporting that. They're saying that that person was unvaccinated. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, this is I know, I know, you know. You yeah, and, and and here's the deal: these are all things that make it hard for labor markets, make it hard for businesses, make it hard to do anything to the point where people are literally just starting to just throw up their hands. It's just like, why go back to work? Well, it's a big thing. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm in the Denver area. Uh, for those that don't know, I actually do have a fair amount of business up here. And the reason for that is because New Mexico had its problems to begin with. Um, you know, the, the reality is, is that this is even affecting the construction industry. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of I'm not going to require anybody to take this shot. Um, but it does look like a lot of the general contractors and the big companies are going to. And that's where it becomes problematic as a subcontractor mm -hmm. is that I'm, I'm coming to a point where, sure, I would love to continue on and continue to make money as an essential worker. But I will have no part of this personally. Yeah. And they're going to and I, I'm pretty sure they're going to make um, a lot of these construction projects or construction projects that are sanctioned by state governments. Mm -hmm. And they will probably make contingent on award of any contract. Um, yeah, the, 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 this force vaccine mandate or verification of one that has received a dose or at least implement some sort of very onerous testing regime. Right. It's funny. We are requiring just another local story. We're requiring at the state fair that everyone present their papers for all mm -hmm. intents and purposes. And then I read another story a couple of days later is they're having a hard time finding employees to man the state fair. Now, the state fair organizers have figured out you know, some ways to mitigate the amount of workers that they need, but they still need workers. However, it, because it is a state thing, one must be vaccinated or have uh, COVID or submit to COVID testing and this and that and the other thing. So. I'm, I don't want the state fair to be, be a complete failure. I think it, I think we need it as a state. We need the, those kind of cultural events, but I don't think it's going to be all that great. 
Because I don't think a lot of people are going to go. No, and I don't think it's going to be enough people there to even man stuff. Uh, you know, I have family. They've been active in the fair, 4-H, you know, raising animals, all that in New Mexico. Uh, they, they're not having any part of this either. I mean, this this is the reality is that they're destroying a way of life. And they're doing it over a virus mm-hmm. that you have a over 99% chance of surviving. Yep. And, and, and the way they argue it is they say, well, you know, you might have long COVID. You could have this. You could have that. But people are perfectly fine with taking a shot that they don't know anything about. Oh, and I would like to clarify that Dr. Robert Malone came out today. And he said that what was you remember how we were having an argument in the newsroom about, you know, the paperwork and what it was actually doing with the emergency use authorization mm-hmm. and all of that. Well, Robert Malone clarified that today. And he said, in reality, the drug that they are now injecting into people is not part of the full FDA approval. It's something different. It's the uh, uh, the one that has the um, emergency use author- authorization. Yes. And so they've used this and the media has pushed it all in an effort to get people to take the shot. They're like, yeah, it's fine. And, and you know, same old thing. They're lying. <laughs> As always. Yeah. Okay, it looks like Jason is back. I'm going to rock and roll here. There we go. We're gonna we, have... got, we got 15 minutes of hot fire. Right there, man. <laughs> Jason Valancourt, the, the pool shark, the I'm liberty madman. Go for it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just too much to discuss in everything that you guys were talking about, from the mass mandates to the mandatory vaccinations. Um, I, I can't really believe that this is all happening in my lifetime. Um, literally it's something I grew up with being told to me, this is what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, if you, if you take this, you're, you're, you know, you're basically siding with evil and, you know, all of these things. And, you know, it's all very frightening to me because I grew up free and to watch what we're watching in our state of New Mexico, which has always been maybe a little bit more free than the rest of the United States, because that's who we are as people. Whoops, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up this camera. Um, But, you know, I'm devastated on a daily basis to see what's happening. I got an email from our Congresswoman telling me that she voted for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act um, because, uh, you know, it was about equality and inclusion. And I have to tell you, I don't think that uh, there's anything in that bill that has anything to do with equality and inclusion. So, I mean, it's just a myriad of topics that are going on every single day and it just doesn't seem real. Yeah. So what is it looking like for you? I mean, uh, you're out there, you're in the economy and stuff like that. Employment wise, right? As I, 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 I'm now like, like a rabid dog on this thing about the great resignation and how we're literally forcing our, our American workforce to like not care anymore because we're giving them very crappy options. What are you seeing out there just working with people and working with companies and stuff like that? Well, I mean, everybody right now has a hiring uh, or now hiring sign in their windows. All of us in my industry are looking for professionals. Um, it's really a great situation if you're looking for a job, but it just doesn't seem to be that there's a ton of people looking for a job. 
Could, yeah. Do you think it's because of the kind of the, the litany of things I kind of laid out? Um, I don't know how much of it you heard about the fact that this is there's this not even double whammy. There's this, you know, quintuple whammy of things that make it um, difficult to work for the most part. I mean, or at least more difficult than it was before. It's easy to find work, but it's it's yeah, yeah, it's well, harder to do that work. God bless the Internet. Yeah. Well, yeah, and this is Utah. Um, it's getting to the point now. In the industry, I'm in a bunch of work. My job is to go sell the projects, and job to go execute on these projects. Well, here's the problem: not only are we short-staffed at all times because people are just not looking for a career in good work. But we are now being told by um, certain customers that all of our employees, they're demanding that our employees be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's something I alluded to. a huge hurdle for a lot of companies, especially in my industry. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's what we're seeing is that you, like me, are an independent contractor. And they're making the decisions for you. They're taking that independence away. And that's, that's really what's happening is, is we as Americans, we as New Mexicans are losing our independence. I, I keep saying it. I keep hammering on it. And I will say it again and again. Compliance is death. It's what yeah. it is. And, and at the very least, it's so, um, I, I think people just, it rubs certain people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, you know, most people, you know, aren't 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 as strident, but you know, are you know, they'll take it. But I mean, they don't, if they don't want to be told, yeah, right. They don't want their livelihoods held hostage because of it. Mm -hmm. And when you really look at the shenanigans of this FDA approval mm -hmm. uh, this week, where you, if you read between the lines, um, it's not what we think it means. It's absolutely positively undermining anyone's faith in what they're being told. Now, as a libertarian, I love the fact that people are now looking at the government as with a side eye and mistrust. But we do need some sort of ground truth. And when they're, you know, silencing people like, you know, what is it, Martin Trudoff and, and, and you know, Robert Malone and, and you know, anyone else. It gives people pause. They, they, they you know, it, when you know people are willing to take it, but they're wanting to ask the question, "Why should we take it?" And they're being like, "Why are you pushing so hard? Why are you ignoring natural immunity? Why are you trying to demonize ivermectin?" All of a sudden, like as if people don't know not to take the animal variant of that. What's going on? It's almost like an information war. And this is information operations at its finest, where you flood the zone and you give people doubt and you say, no, don't believe those other clowns. Believe us. We're telling you the truth. Um, and we will silence and crumble. We will silence anyone who thinks otherwise or whatever. It's almost religious. It's almost as if it's a cult of branch COVIDians. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So, yeah. Oh, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And, and and this is it's kind of why I'm of the opinion that um I hope 
that your anonymous sources or people in background for your story follow through, or at the very least, I hope their representatives for them follow through on this. And I just like to say, pardon everyone, if you can hear this dog, it's very loud where I'm at. So if you can hear it, I, I, actually, it's funny, I, it's funny, I don't, I don't, I don't hear okay, it. Okay, good, good. It's okay. Or, or I just, maybe it's just because I'm being a loud mouth here and I'm just pontificating <laughs> or whatever. But I'm Go being, ahead. Sorry. You know. uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's yeah. definitely a Wednesday. <laughs> feels like a Monday. It, yeah, it definitely feels like a Monday. But hey, guys, this is this is the Wednesday show, man. We're just we're we're this is where we do deep dives here with the local topics. But now I hope these people on background with to, with you either follow through or or get some sort of concession. Well, that's something, actually what it takes. Something something that I found a little bit disconcerting about the conversation and then what's happened afterwards is I understand that there was a there was a need and urge to try to put out the word to let people know that they're not alone. But what I didn't see from a lot of these people who didn't want to take the shot is that they weren't organizing beforehand. It's almost as though people didn't see this coming. Um, and that's that's frustrating for someone like me who has you know, really spent the last year yeah, as a uh, trying to explain to people what the future was looking like. And then when the future gets here, everyone's surprised. I, I'm... Yeah, no, I know. I understand the frustration. Usa, usa. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, but yeah, I, I, because here's here's the thing. I, I mean, I'm a no, I'm I have a foot in the normie world. Yeah. They don't believe that things like this are possible, and for lots of reasons. One, you know, we are so we are you know products of the public school system that did a terrible job of teaching the history, and particularly the history of totalitarianism, right? We only look at one totalitarian regime throughout all human history as the most evil totalitarian regime in human history, when there were many, many more and some contemporary regimes that are exact, exacting, or, or, or they're acting out or playing out the exact same playbook. Um, this is not, this is this is not new. This was this was to be expected. I kind of got you know red pilled to it, like as we got late into the. Uh, as we got late into fall of last year, when it was becoming very, very evident that the fix was in for the election, that the fix was in for freedom, and that, the, and that once the pendulum swung and the regime changed hands, that they weren't going to stop. They have, yeah. there's no limiting principle. The only limiting principle is a, for lack of a better word, and this is, you know, my libertarianism speaking out, Atlas shrugging. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there could be some positive aspects of this. I mean, I know big tech is suffering from, you know, the great resignation because those people are generally smart. Like I have family yeah. members that are very, very smart um, who work for, you know, kind of normie industries. Yeah. And they, but they're but they're software engineers. Yeah. Or, or electrical engineers or nuts or, and bolts, you know, nuts and bolts kind of kind of guys that are building the the, you know, information economy that can say, like, oh, I can just go somewhere else. And so, yeah, like they're, 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 they're these workers are finding that they can work remotely. Companies are having to bend over backwards because, you know, we've done a terrible job of really in training our workforces and stuff. So, I mean, companies like Apple, Amazon, Facebook, you know, who are, you know, you know, we're no, we know they're evil, but like they're having, they're even having a hard time keeping employees. There's tons of capital out there. There's tons of uh, contract work one can do. And um, I, 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 I find it a bit of a disturbing trend. 
right? But these are just tech workers, right? They're, they're actually kind of the more privileged among us because they're highly educated, they're well-paid, and they were they could work from home. Yeah. I'm worried more about nurses. Yeah. I'm worried more about guys like guys like you who are, you know, plumbers. building and constructing and plumbers and and people who work with their hands. Well, and that's the reality. We can talk about nursing shortages and, you know, that was a big thing there is that you're going to have a worse nursing shortage. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the trades, guys, skilled trades, plumbers, electricians, there was already a shortage there. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have to understand that what this does is it completely wrecks the economy. Yes. And, 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 and oh, 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 you know, where did this virus come from again? China. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't, it, China. Didn't their, didn't, yeah. Didn't China. Generals, didn't their generals write about doing this? Uh, I'm pretty sure they did war game it. Weird, huh? <laughs> right. It's, oh, and, and now and now it's mandatory because of the FDA. You got to get it done now in the military. Yeah. Perfect. This is this is really going well. China. I know. Yeah. You got that Masonic symbol up there, Baca. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to freak out people. Um, yeah, but no, you know, I, come it, on, Fat. I'm so black pilled. Come on, give me, give me some. You got the good news is that maybe the tech guys will find a way. Uh, well, um, there's, there, there, there are a couple things going on, right? I think the big thing here is maybe this great resignation is there's a certain percentage of those who have these skills that you talk about that are that are highly skilled are in demand and stuff like that. They might start businesses that might hold leverage and power it's actually more empowering over the last year now now that people are realizing that they're in this precarious situation where they thought they had a great job and a great company and, and you know and now this company that they they you know slaved for that they worked for whatever one COVID-19 kind of made everybody look at their mortality the other thing they it allowed them to do to be like wait a minute I can do this from home and also, I can do this other thing from home. There will be a burst of entrepreneurship. There will be a burst of people wanting to kind of unplug from the matrix, unplug from the rat race. Um, hopefully, this is kind of like red pill people to be like, maybe working for a big kind of, you know, uh, heartless, so to speak, large corporation that is forcing these things down on me. That is making me do these things. That is making me take terrible diversity training. It's making me wear this damn mask on my face. That's you know, making me like sit in a cubicle that's covered in plastic or that's doing all this nonsense or that's making me drive all the way into the town and fighting traffic and dealing with this nonsense. Maybe I don't have to do this. Yeah. And that's the blue pill or the white pill yeah the white pill the white pill to sean's black pill yes let's just leave it at that i i do not want to retort to that right now i will drag us right back down into the <laughs> well we would like to uh thank our, our guests it's dark enough for, for trying for trying to <laughs> trying to get on and stuff like that we will probably have him on on a future wednesday edition you know when we can get the internet situation figured out because when jason gets started yeah, he's Jason great. Is, he, Jason is great and stuff like that. But yeah, we hope he comes back on. So Baka, 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 Baka. Who we got on on Sunday, bro? Is it time for me to come back on in a less offensive way? Yeah, less offensive. Sure, answer, sure. Yes. You asked a question and I had an answer. You where did, did, answer where, yes, where did it come from? I think I, th I had already answered China. it, but that's fine. I just want to sell Thad's glowy box. Thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I want to do tonight. <laughs> that's... It's that's a dark, it, it's it. Look, when it's dark out there, 
and it seems like everything's bearing down and all the walls are coming in around you, light up your life with dad's glowy box thingy. <laughs> <laughs> look. Yeah. Look, is there, wait, I can't even function. <laughs> oh, more colors. More <laughs> colors. Be the first to get. There's the... seven viewers. I see all seven of you viewers. Buy one. All seven, if you bought it, we could buy Sean a, a, a what is it? You need a, a, you need a, a light, need light and a good camera, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Get me off the main focus. <laughs> Guys, Um, hold on. This Sunday, we have Burley Kane coming on. Yeah. I mean, we had Jason and I really we got to get Jason squared away on his uh, on his the people deserve I, to hear. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. We'll use the funds from Thad's glowy box thingy to, to get Jason. Squared away. Jason yeah, yeah, because Jason some- and Burley would have been the one two libertarian punch that New yeah. Mexico kind of needed to hear this week. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to have to sell a lot of these glowy box thingies. <laughs> to get Jason a proper mic and internet connection. Maybe we'll yes. get him off dial-up. Uh, one day, J- Jason Valancourt won't be on dial-up, and we'll uh, we'll get him there. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks so- for watching, everybody. We do appreciate it. We were, you know, I, I think something that goes understated is a lot of work goes into this. And I, last time I checked, we're not becoming millionaires off of doing it. Um, and sometimes it is hard to come in and do these shows. You have internet problems and everything else that'll make you crazy. So those of you who watch and those of you who like share and subscribe, it really does mean a lot to us. Can, uh, pirate radio is the only thing keeping freedom alive right now. Hey, Sean, that was so true. And you actually, I quoted this from one of the two of you. you remember you guys were talking earlier. And at this point, 10 people are watching me. You said people didn't see this coming and you were kind of contentious about it. Cause, and with good reason, we saw this coming. Yes, sir. There was a number of us that saw this coming. I'm sorry. Anybody who's met me in real life. And I know you're out there cause you come to me and you say, I saw your show. So you see in this, you know, I'm a small person. I wear bright clothes. I was the guy with no mask yelling all the obnoxious shit. You didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to believe. And incrementally, it is becoming true. And you know what? I'm going to do it. I'll sell out. But you're going to be salty about it because you didn't see it coming. We've been telling you. it's. I've I've accepted it year, a year and a half ago. You're still pretending it's not happening. Yes, indeed. And with that. Love you, Baca. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.